And welcome in to the main event sports show, a super student athletes edition. Haven, what is going on, man? We are out here celebrating with my man, Mario Yerudia, a longtime friend of the Main Event Sports Show, uh, 104.7 WLOU, joining you live. It's going down. And you know what, Haven? We have done several appearances out here. Uh, Mario has reached out to the Main Event Sports Show. He wanted us to be involved in what was going on. And, um, you know, we finally got to get out here and see the fruition of his vision of the big man's vision, of Super Mario's vision uh, for this facility. And it's a lot different than what it looked like when we first came out here. It's completely different. Now you have the turf, you have the track, the weights, the lockers, uh, you know, out of tiles been laid, all the paint has been up on the walls. I mean, it is, this has been a an amazing transformation. And I feel as a, you know, as, as one of the hosts of Man Event Sports Show, and and when Mario first told us about his idea, about his dream, right. and to hear it go from you know from him telling us about it to actually being in a facility right now, surrounded by a bunch of great people, a bunch of great student athletes from Muslim Trinity High School, uh, you know, here and seeing it all like live and a person that touched the turf, it, it, it is truly amazing. And, and I tell you what, I mean, this is what it's all about, man. You see the kids over here to the right-hand side. They're out there. They're throwing the football around. They're excited, uh, you know, and that's what it's about. It's, you know, made of sports show. We always talk about being more than just talk and, and you know, giving back to the community, putting the community first, uh, you know, making sure that you're putting the right role models out there for the next generation. We're all about that. Mario Rudy is all about that. And, you know, anything that we could do. We've always been able to step out and do that, and it's just great to see. Good things happen to good people, uh, and, you know, Mario definitely deserves everything. I was sorry to hear of the passing of his granddad uh, earlier this week, so uh, he is dealing with a heavy heart. So, you know, uh, Main Event Sports Show's prayers and thoughts go out with him and his family, um, you know, definitely as well. Um, but it is a night of celebration. It's a night of fruition and just a vision coming through, and I'm very, very excited about it, man. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of Big Super Mario. Like I said, I've known Mario for, for years, even before he uh, started the greatness that is the University of Louisville. And, you know, good to see him progress from high school to college to the pros and now to come back again and to give back so much to the community that, that has given birth to this guy. I mean, it's just, it is just truly amazing, and it's a great to be here. We want everybody to come on down. If we get a chance, stop on by. Super Student Athletes. 222 Isler Avenue, 40214 here in Louisville, Kentucky. Stop on by. Take a look. That's right. See the great things that are going on in this great facility with the nutrition, with helping with the with scholarships and, and tutoring and, and not only that, but you know, the athletic side. You know, everything is going on here. Making the, the complete person is being made right here. We want you to come on down. And better yet, better even come on down. Go on the website, superstudentathletes.com. And donate. No doubt. Because you got to give back. I mean, you know, when you talk about a great organization about this, it's about great people uh, willing to go ahead and uh, put that financial backing behind it that helps to uh, continue to give these kids a great venue and a great opportunity uh, to be great people. Not just, as you said, on the field and be excellent on the field, but be great people in life. And that's what the biggest and most important part of what's going on here. And I think that what you said right there is a very, very important point. 
Uh, the fact that these guys, um, you know, are not about just training. We've seen a lot of training facilities. We've seen a lot of places where you can go get bigger, faster, stronger, and they just basically talk about you as the athlete, talking about getting you stronger, talking about getting you faster, talking about working on your technique. But what they don't talk about is building the full person. Okay, understanding finances. I mean, just think about that. I mean, the fact that you have not had uh, a place where you can go and talk about, hey, man, you know, you got to understand, you got to invest your money. You're not going to be rich immediately. I mean, how huge is that, that you can get that opportunity to understand the financial savvy that it takes in being a pro athlete, understanding that that money's not going to last forever. You have a window, even if you're good, of, you know, maybe eight years in the league, and you got to understand that that money that you make over that eight years isn't going to last forever. So you got to understand how to budget, got to understand how to finance, how to invest. You're going to get that. You're going to get, you know, top of the line training athletically. Uh, you know, they talked about the uh, the physical therapy and those types of things that they have going on. Educational facilities, so you can continue to do the work in the classroom. Because if you don't get, you know, my daddy always told me, if you don't get the grades, you ain't getting on the court. It's not going to happen. If you don't have the grades, you're not going to be able to make it pay. So, you know, you know I mean, what? it's huge. And, and the great thing about super student athletes, they're not only making guys stronger, faster, they're making them smarter. Yeah. And that's what's important. You know, so we want everybody out there to go to the website, superstudentathletes.org. There's a big donate button on the page. Donate. I don't care if it's $1, $2, $3, $5, whatever. Donate. Hey, put it like this. They don't mind having the kind that jingles, but they'd rather have the kind that folds. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to, to, to borrow my phrase from Coming to America, my favorite <laughs> movie ever of all time. <laughs> but I tell you what, hey, we got so much to get into today. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, a jam-packed show. There's so much going on. We're going to talk to some of the movers and shakers and the people that have helped make this happen for Super Student Athletes and the Life Center. Uh, but, you know, we got so many things to talk about. You got football news. You got basketball news. And you know what, Haven? Uh, you know, I know that you are normally, you know, it's, it's, it's the heat of basketball season. Louisville's got a big basketball game coming up tomorrow. But I'm going to let you start out with football. I'm going to let you start out with football. We touched on it last week. So let's go ahead in honor of Super Mario himself. We're going to talk a little Louisville football. Mike Summers. Coming back home. Look at the smile. You just glow. Coming back home, baby. <laughs> I'm that, that was the missing piece. That was the missing piece right there, Mike Summers. The offensive line needed help, and help is on the way. You know what? I love the addition of Mike Summers, A, because he's a proven commodity. We know what he's been able to do. Uh, he's been an O-line coach and continued to be an O-line coach at the highest levels, even after he left the University of Louisville, both with Bobby Petrino and then at other places as well. He was currently the offensive line coach at the, with the Florida Gators. I say it's a pretty good job. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. So, you know, to have Mike Summers be able to get him to come back home to Louisville uh, and to, on top of that, continue with Chris Kalanakis, keeping Coach K on the roster, being able to move him from tight end or from offensive line to tight ends, but keeping that recruiter. P people that don't know, I know a lot of people, you know, K Chris Kalanakis was not the most liked guy. Uh, he was seen to be responsible for a lot of the ills for the University of Louisville football team. I personally don't think that that was all him. I think that that had a lot to do with the talent that he was given left by Charlie Strong and, uh, you know, some junior guy, junior college kids not necessarily making it. Um, but 
I think that keeping him on staff, because he is pretty much responsible for half of the high-level recruits Louisville has committed currently to the University of Louisville. So keeping Chris Kanakis in charge uh, and, you know, as that ace recruit on that Louisville staff was a huge coup. Big news for Bobby Petrino. Big news for the University of Louisville. And I'm very, very excited. Right now, the University of Louisville has jumped into the top 20 with the commitment of uh, Aaron Odom, a defensive lineman formerly committed to Mississippi State, just flipped his commitment from the University of Mississippi State to the University of Louisville. That is absolutely huge news. And the recruiting, I mean, right now, hey, these guys are on another level, and they got another big weekend coming up this weekend. Well, they do. But, you know, the biggest thing about Summers, besides the coaches, that he brought over a four-star offensive lineman with them from Florida. Yeah. So he brought, he's bringing some talent with them as well. Caleb Chandler? I, yeah, and, and that's what and that's what Louisville needed. As you said, the Louisville needed talent on the offensive line because Louisville just wasn't, you know, if all the top guys were recruited, that's one of the position, even underneath Bobby, who struggled recruiting well, was the offensive line. And let me tell you something. They're not done yet. Remember these two names. Makai Beckman uh, is a big, big-time uh, offensive line prospect that is still looking at Louisville, as well as Tariq Bateman. Both of those guys, Beckton and Bateman, one of those two guys, both high three-star four-star type guys um, are looking to possibly commit to the University of Louisville. It's pretty much, I think, a first-come, first-serve. I don't think that they'll get both of those guys, but I do expect for at least one of those guys to ultimately commit to the University of Louisville. So you're talking about bringing in five guys of a high three-star, four-star caliber. Uh, You know, and when you look at what they already have, guys like Cole Bentley, um, you know, who just received his fourth star as well. Um, It's very, very exciting what's going on with this offensive line right now. And I think Louisville's going to be much improved in that area next year. Well, not an offensive line, but if you look at just the class as a whole, this is going to be Louisville's best recruiting class by far. I mean, by not even close by far. Like, Completely different by far, number one. Number two, we're going to have more four-star recruits on this class than we've ever had any class together. we have about five or six four-star guys. Now, I, I know you say stars don't matter. I know what you're about to say, so go put your hand down. <laughs> so I know what you're going to say already, so I'm, I'm going to cut you off right you now. Gonna, how you just going to put a brother in a box like that? You don't, know what I was, you don't have no idea what I was going to say. Go ahead and say it. What was you going to say? I was going to give a shout-out to my man Jody Dimling. All right. I saw a great tweet from Jody Dimling the other day. Uh, you know, of course, he, he, he uh, writes for Card Dominance and runs that site. But he said that the University of Louisville right now has seven kids committed per scout.com that are right now ranked as four-star athletes. Okay? He said the University of Louisville from the year 2002 to 2010 only has seven total. Louisville has seven in this recruiting class. In the top 300, I saw that. That's amazing. Guys ranked in the top 300 of scouts. Louisville had literally just a handful of guys for 10 years, so we got triple that one class. Now, the importance of that, I know a lot of people say that stars don't matter, your rankings don't matter. Well, they do to a certain extent, and I want to prove why. And I'm going to look no more than at the national champions, the Clemson Tigers, which is what I think Louisville needs to be Clemson has never really had, like, a top 10 recruiting class. Right. Clemson's always been between 20 and 15 yeah. with their recruiting classes, but they got just enough talent, just enough talent to compete with the big guys and let the coaching do the rest. Well, And, and, and I think that's Louisville's blueprint. And, you, don't, you never get the most talent as Alabama, right. Ohio State, 
of Florida State, it's not going to happen. But see, what you have to say is you can't just say talent. It's perceived talent because, you know, teams like Louisville, even teams like Clemson, before this recent rise over the last couple of years with Deshaun Watson, those teams, guys that commit to them, they usually don't get as much credit for those guys. So, I mean, if you have the same kid get committed to Louisville versus, let's say, Florida Gators, that kid's going to end up like Lamar Jackson, a three-star athlete coming to Louisville. Had Lamar Jackson flipped his commitment to Florida, guarantee he would have been a four-star quarterback. I don't think so. I oh, I so. absolutely believe no, that's he, he wouldn't have been. I, I've seen it happen several times. It wouldn't have been. But especially now, since, I'm going to say that especially now since Louisville's on the ACC, Ooh. you don't see that. Now, when we was in Conference USA or the Big East, I, it, takes, did, a, it takes a while that. to get that credit, my brother. I don't think that they're there I'm yet. Tell, I'm telling you, being the ACC, as far as that's concerned, has changed a lot as far as Louisville's profile, recruiting, and things of that nature. All but right. the biggest thing is, for Louisville, if Louisville's going to compete seriously for a national championship, this is where Louisville has to be. Anywhere between 20 and 15. At least for two, three years in a row. Because that's where you build your depth up from. But see, I, I don't look at it like that. My biggest thing is, I think the biggest difference between the haves and the have-nots in football come down to two things. Offensive line and defensive line. And the guys that usually gobble up a bunch of those high four-star and five-star ratings are linemen. Defensive linemen, big-time defensive linemen, big-time offensive linemen. So, uh, de- so definitely, uh, you know, that's going to be something that, that you know, you want to keep an eye on, uh, you know, as we move forward. But absolutely a uh, huge, huge, uh, you know, addition of Mike Summers. And uh, as we continue to say, uh, we are here at the Life Center for Super Student Athletes. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get one of our first interviews. Haven, who do you have with us over there? We have Mr. Mo Wigginton, one of the board members here of uh, Super Student Athletes. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Good. Why don't you tell us, how did you become a part of this uh, great organization? Well, I believe um, we met Mario at a different event, and he started telling us about what he was trying to accomplish here. We were, my wife and I, I say we because my wife, she's on the board member, she's a board member as well. And uh, we wanted to be a part of it. We wanted to see what we could do. To, to help him succeed at this. Now, now, Bo, you said we. Now, we all know that the wife makes all the decisions. Yes, so so, so yes. when the wife signed off on it, well, then you guys decided to do so. I think she saw, like, what Mario's doing could have helped me as as a, one of these young guys. So it was like, right. he could have helped you get through high school and do all those sorts of things. So right. let's help him out. Now, and, of course... This is this is my this is my passion. I love what he's doing. It's she has um, she had another event to go to tonight, so we split. And I was like, oh, I'm going to this one. I mean, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, it was. I'm I'm all in. It's now. Now let me ask you something, Bo. Uh, just as far as the facility itself, just watching the the growth from what we saw you know because i of course we, we got to talk with you with a couple of the game watch parties uh, you know that, that that we watched here and to see the change and to see kind of the skeleton of a building uh, and how it's now changed into this full service uh, facility what do you think about that oh it's it's so incredible mario's put in so much his, the blood sweat and tears that he's put into this place is incredible our first board meeting here, 
we sat in his office on paint buckets and 100 plus degree temperatures. Wow. And we sat in there and it was so to go from that to this is incredible. So so let me ask you, uh, with, with that being the case, what was the first thing that was said when you guys sat in there for the first meeting? Like, was it like, are we sure we want to do this? What was that first meeting? Oh, like? I, I knew Mario was all in. <laughs> okay. Mario, his, he, I think he walked into this place and said, this is it. This is what I want. And we all, we were all like, this is what you want. We support you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There you go. So, so what's next for for super athletes? The doors open, the ribbons cut. What's the next steps? Getting support. Support is the main thing. It's it's going to be the lifeline of this place. If if we can keep getting the the uh, city support and the 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 community support, which I believe I know we will. Once they start seeing what's going on here, people are going to be behind this. I mean, it's, like I say, as a youngster, when I was a kid, if there was a place like this, I would have been much better off. That's I mean, awesome. Un- no, no doubt about it. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, before we let you go, you know, I I know you're an avid football fan. I know you're an avid football fan. So I have to ask you about the Cardinals, okay? We we all know what happened, okay? We we saw what happened, lost to Kentucky. Bobby Petrino yelled at me in a press conference. Ended up losing to LSU. How are you feeling about the football team? Uh, Do you like the addition of Mike Summers? What do you think the guys are going to look like coming to next year? We are going to be... We're going to be fine. We have a great recruiting class. The best recruiting class ever at the University of Louisville is coming in next year. No doubt. That, that is the addition of Mike Summers is huge. I mean, you know, he, we stole him away from Florida. Right. We have Lamar. You know, the Lamar factor is, is everything. Oh. I love football. Oh, I and, know. And... We will be good. We'll be back. There we we'll go. We'll be back. I think at uh, my opinion, mm-hmm. when we lost to Houston, we were humiliated. It just carried on. Yeah. It, we couldn't get out of that funk, but we'll be back. There you go. You there we go. A true optimist right there. And I, I'm I like with it. you, brother. I'm with you, Mo. We're, gonna, we're coming back. We'll be back. Thank you. There we go. Thank Mo Wigington of Super Student Athletes. So you know what? Let's kind of change the gears a little bit. Okay. And let's talk about Louisville scrimmage yesterday against Clemson. Because <laughs> that hey, was a scrimmage. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, going into that game with the news that uh, Quentin Snyder, uh, Louisville's lone point guard on the roster, and pretty much the guy who's been the best player for Louisville this year, you know, he's played the most important minutes. He's made made the biggest shots. He dominated versus Kentucky. Dominated versus Indiana. Um, you know, huge games everywhere. Coming into a game, playing against the Clemson team uh, that had beaten Louisville last year. I was, you know, I wasn't necessarily worried. Louisville was at home. Uh, Clemson had struggled a little bit. Um, but I thought it was going to be a tough game. I thought it was going to be a game where Louisville was going to have to. Uh, really? 
Absolutely. You thought it was going to be a tough game? Clemson's like 1-4 in the ACC. Yeah, but they're but, garbage. But you got to understand, though, that 1-4 that wasn't necessarily a 1-4 that got blown out four times in, in, in league play. And I mean, they were right there versus Virginia. They were right there versus North Carolina. They did not finish the games, but they were in all those games. Um, you know, now they, they are a team that um, has struggled to kind of find that magic that they had last year when they were a team that should have made the NCAA tournament, but they just had a really, really bad end of the season, a lot like Louisville's football season, where they lost uh, three or four down the stretch. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought it was going to be a very tough game. And, uh, you know, with the news that Donovan Mitchell was going to move over to the uh, starting point guard spot, they uh, inserted V.J. King into the lineup. I did not know if that was the best move, but you know what? It started out a little shaky. They were like a baby deer. You know, they were kind of just stumbling along for about the first eight minutes. And then after that, they absolutely they dog on Clemson. the floodgates. It was in, that was a ver- that was literally the best game that Louisville as a team has played all year. It was very impressive. Now, that's the VJ King. I think Louisville fans were waiting to see, especially VJ King in the second half when he was knocking down threes, knocking down the mid range jumpers. That was the VJ people thought they was going to see much early in the season, but it manifested itself against Clemson. Now let's see if we can keep this up. Well, I think one of the things about, you know, guys like VJ, and we've seen it a lot with a lot of the freshmen at Louisville, Shane Bahannon went through the same thing as a freshman, is that what you see is you have these kids that come out of the gate in the first three, four, five games. They have the confidence of being, you know, being with the guys over the summer. They come out, they're playing free and easy, and they're doing really well. But then what happens is uh, the grind of the season, and as the competition steps up and the, ga- the speed of the game gets a lot quicker as you play better opponents, it's not as easy. They start to lose their confidence a little bit. They're playing a lot more games. It's a lot tougher practice situations. You're sore. You're tired. A lot of times you're missing home. You're missing mom. And they kind of go through a lull. Through that late December, January time frame, usually you'll see the freshmen kind of take a dip. Uh, uh, but then at some point, ultimately, if you're good enough, you're going to bounce back uh, You know, after that and start to get your confidence back. I think this Quentin Snyder injury was the perfect time for VJ to kind of get inserted, get some confidence back, see a shot go through the hoop, and he was having fun last night. I well, mean, no, and little him, you know, maybe the the Quinn injury for guys like VJ, um, Tony Hicks, for Tony Hicks, played well, because I don't think those guys would get nowhere near as much playing time if Quentin was healthy. Oh well, I mean, Quentin was playing it, 35, 38 minutes. Yeah, today. because we all know how how your boy Rick. Yeah. Likes to lean on his guys oh, yeah. and lean on the death and won't play these guys we think may be shaky. So this may be exactly what they needed to get real game experience. This is the first time actually Tony Hicks be the guy that everybody thought he was going to be. I mean, scoring points, playing, you know, decent defense, yeah. uh, very active on both the offense and defense in the, of the of the court. Uh, this was, like I said, this was the, the, the Hicks that everybody thought they was going to see much, much earlier that we never did see, and now you just kind of start kind of see him kind of come out. Let me tell you something about Rick Pitino, okay? I, I've been, Coach Pitino has been, I've been a fan of Coach Pitino since he was at UK. Love Coach Pitino. Hated Kentucky. Love Coach Pitino. He is one of the greatest basketball minds of all time, okay? And the man, the way he understands how to mold talent, how to bring teams along, Haven, we talked about it. 
Everybody was upset. Oh, the team can't score. What's wrong with them? Donovan Mitchell shooting all these threes. They can't shoot. The shooting percentage is low. Blah, 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 blah. We hear it all the time. We hear it every year. And every year, everybody falls into the trap of this team's terrible. They're going to lose. I just can't believe it. And then what happens? But by the, how do you keep falling in a trap? Because it happens every year. <laughs> every year. Every year he's been here. The team starts out slow. They look pathetic. They look like they can't do anything. Yeah. And then January, the middle of January, February, they turn it on. They're a completely different team. Yeah. And then they carry on about their business. You know, it's like I said earlier in the season, I was never worried. No, no, I, I mean, didn't worry. This is the process. It's also why I didn't pay attention to the first like 10, 15 games of the season as well. <laughs> well because I, mean, I didn't, wasn't worried. This is classic Rick Pitino because what they do is he does not coach offense. This is the thing that people have to understand. People out there, I know you're listening. You listen to the main event sports show, 104.7 WLOU, Rashawn and Haven, joined here live, Super Student Athletes Life Center. I'm going to tell you something, people. Listen up. Coach Patino does not tell his team what to do at all offensively the first two months of the season. Doesn't care. He lets them take the shots they want. He lets them take and do pretty much whatever you want on the court. You can cross guys over. You can shoot fadeaway threes. You can do whatever you want. All he cares about is what, Haven? Defense. Defense. That's the only thing he's going to worry about. He's going to install the defense. He's going to have you focused, locked in. He's going to tell you that you're crappy at every aspect of defense, and he's going to drill it, drill it, drill it, drill it, because that's what he wants you to focus on is defense. This man does not start putting any effort into the offensive side of the basketball until mid-January. And you see the results. I mean, this. I mean, at some point, we got to get it together. People got to understand it. It is what it is. It's like Rupert press conference. It's useless. You're not going to learn anything. He's just going to sit there and blab hey, hey, me and Coach Patino have excellent conversations in our press conferences. Uh, first of all, that's your dreaming because you ask that one question, he just moves along. <laughs> And goes to some of these little weak softball questions that else gives them. But, but let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and move to a guy who's just as smart as Coach Patino and much better looking. Our and, man, Steve And a much better dresser, too, I must I'm say. I'm telling you, always much, much better sharp. Don't, don't get too close. He might cut you up. You're so sharp. <laughs> Steve Mudd, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Blessed. Hey, man, let me tell you something. First of all. No, let me tell you. First of all, yes, let me sir. tell you guys because I have forgot to mention you guys, but I didn't forget. Uh, first off, just thank you guys, man, for all the support throughout the years. You all have always been there from, you know, from the from when we opened the doors in this place. You guys have been there, and we appreciate that, man. It's a mutual mutual uh, uh, relationship there, and we, we highly re- appreciate you guys. Oh, definitely. We appreciate that, man. Thank but you. let me tell you something. You did an excellent job uh, speaking, talking about the vision of Super Student Athletes, and I just want you to share with our listeners kind of some of the things uh, that you talked about there and just kind of talk about the vision of what you guys want to do here uh, with Super Student Athletes Life Center? You know, like I said in the speech, um, it's all about the youth, uh, young adults as well. So, you know, we're starting from ages <laughs> early as six all the way up to college players and college athletes. And, you know, our vision is really to teach kids the things that they're lacking in the school system. And that's life lessons, financial literacy, nutrition, um, all under one roof. And at the same time, they can get training as well. So we know we have to give kids a, uh, a reward for the things that they do. So in, in turn, with the program that we have, the re- we have a reward program where, say, a kid goes out and does community service. Well, we give them a gift card 
okay. uh, to Kroger or to the barbershop right. uh, so that they can buy their, food, buy their family food or go get a haircut or whatever it may be. So it's a lot of re- – we have a reward program, too, set up for kids. So uh, that's awesome. That, no, that is that is really awesome. And I think that is something that we've seen a lot of training facilities. We've seen a lot of these places open up, uh, you know, and they basically just focus on we can get you bigger, we can get you faster, we can get you stronger. Yeah. But your guys' vision is so different than that. So different. I mean, you look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm by far an athlete. I used to be, but – you know, we think about what happens. We all know. We, we know. We're, we're close to the sports world, and we know it's not even a handful that make it. Right. You know? So what about life after sports? What does that look like? We know that sports teach a, teaches a big life lesson, but the thing that the lessoners don't teach is what happens after I'm done with the field, the track, the court. What happens when I'm done with that? Yeah, I can go get a job. Uh, well, well, I know how to manage my money. Will I be prepared and set up for the right job? Do I even know how to go in and dress for an interview? You know, so it, it's us preparing them for after. Not only do we have all of this great, ter- you know, this great facility, but we have the after effects that we're going to be able to give to kids. Absolutely. And once again, you're listening to the main event sports show. Rashana Haven being joined by Steve Mudd, General Manager Montgomery Chevrolet. Hey, and I got to let me cut you off real What's quick. That? Rick Patino is a pretty sharp dresser, man. <laughs> He's a pretty sharp dresser. So I, I'm not I'm not on that level yet. In my Versace suits, mine are missing the V. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you can give him a run for his money. Steve. Yeah, well, you, you know, one day, one day, man. Thank you guys, man. Appreciate you guys hey, for coming man, out. Appreciate man. you, man. Definitely. And you know what? Before I, I let you get out of here, I'm gonna ask you something. Okay. Just about Mario said he's known you for a long time. Just kind of talk about you guys' relationship and and how this vision came. Did Mario just come to you with this? idea you guys kick it around like how talk about your relationship well real quick and i'll sum it up and I'll, I'll make it quick so real quick a lot of people don't know you know when mario was at fern creek i was mario's big brother i was like his mentor you know wow. and i had told mario years and years ago like hey mario when you get to the league everybody you 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 everybody wants you everybody wants to be around you I said, the thing you have to do is you got to be prepared for what's going to come to you. And he really, I didn't think, I, I, I would talk a lot, but I didn't think he was listening. Right. But now as I stand in here, everything that I was talking to him about from way back when he was a superstar at Fern Creek High School, it really makes me proud because I know he was listening. And those long rides, I was the one dropped him off at training camp. Oh, wow. I dropped Mario off at his first training camp with Cincinnati Bengals, helped him move into his place up at uh, Georgetown College, man. And, you know, we had a long talk. And I was the same one that used to bring him back (laughs) from training camp. He didn't even have a car to get to training camp. So it's real. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And me going through that and living that NFL life vicariously through him, it taught me a lot, even when I was already on my path to do what I'm doing. I was already on my path, but it taught me a lot of lessons to be able to relate to these some of these kids that want to go after that and chase that same dream. You know, uh, it don't last forever. No, no, you got you got to be prepared for what's next. Oh yeah, you know yeah, everybody so. thinks they're going to the NFL, NBA. You know, but you got to understand that, like I said, even the best. 
that you know if you get six or eight years and you're able to get there that's great then what yeah so Rashawn, i'll tell you real quick yes sir. Hey, i spoke last week at newburgh middle school uh-huh. to the basketball team mm-hmm. there's 17 i said 17 guys in the room there were 17 guys in the room i spoke to them i said um how many of you guys i said i always like to start off conversations like this how many of you guys want to go to the nba guess how many raised their hand Every one of them. I'm sure all of them. Every one of them. And I hit them right in the mouth. I said, not to deter your dream, because I'm not a dream breaker. I'm a dream maker. Not to deter your dream, but everybody but you drop your hand. Keep your hand up. I said, he might make it. That's reality, guys. That's reality. Numbers don't lie. Oh, yeah. Less than 1%. It's worse than hitting the lottery. You got a better chance of hitting the lottery than going to the NBA. So we've got to prepare those kids for life after their dream of going to the NBA or the NFL or whatever it may be. Uh, We got to prepare them for life. Well, Steve, I definitely appreciate everything that you do. Uh, you guys at Montgomery Chevrolet are always very, very uh, hospitable to the main event sports show. Uh, appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship, and I appreciate everything that you guys do. And we'll continue to support you guys any way we can. Definitely, man. Thank you, guys. I Much love, you, man. man. And definitely lots of blessings and success to you guys. And you all know the, the feeling is definitely mutual. No all doubt. Right? No doubt. I appreciate it, man. There we go. Steve Mudd, Montgomery Chevrolet, the big M on Preston. The man gives you blessings. That's Let him right. bless you with a car, man. Get out there, talk to him. He will work with you. Good credit, bad credit, no credit. He's going to get it done. Any credit. He's the man. Exactly. You could be Darth Vader. He'll still put you in a car. Nobody likes you. Everybody likes Darth Vader. He's like, everybody's like favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jar Jar Binks. There you go. He's nobody's favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But you know what? I, I love everything uh, that uh, that we've we've seen tonight. I, I love the energy in the building. Everybody uh, just seems so happy for the success. We need some quiet here. Oh. My man's about oh. to kick. Oh, hold on. Here. This uh, no fifteen yard field goal. Well, I give him twenty yards. He's about to kick this twenty yard field goal with some Timberlands. Let's see if he can get it in there. No pressure. Everybody's no pressure. looking. Oh, uh. and he's just a little bit outside. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> so but, anyway, so you know, we talked about college. Yes, sir. We talked about college football, college yes. basketball. Yes. We didn't mention anything about UK. You know, big game against South Carolina this weekend. You know, South Carolina, like the 2014 of nation. Are you talking about SEC basketball, man? <laughs> you know what? No, no. I'm going to give South Carolina some credit. Uh, Thank you. You know. Uh, Frank Martin, the crazy man himself, uh, former uh, head coach at Kansas State, now the, the head man at South Carolina, has that team ranked in the top 25. They just knocked off the Florida Gators on Wednesday, number 19 ranked Florida Gators. So they're coming in, riding in a high, going into Lexington um, to face the Wildcats. The Wildcats had a tougher than expected game at Mississippi State on Tuesday. Uh, Mississippi State came back in that game. Kentucky was up about 18 points uh, before ultimately settling uh, for the win uh, by about seven. But it was a lot closer than what people thought. I believe they got it down to like three points. It was a nail-biter for a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it got close. Um, so, but you the know, cream but, rises to the top. As always. And Kentucky I mean, has too much cream. I'm not, no, no. It, forget the cream. Let's talk about the cherry on top. De'Aaron Fox is the main. Like He's everybody, a beast. everybody loves Malik Monk because Monk went out there and put the forty-seven points or whatever on North Carolina. Had the big shooting game. But let me tell you something: De'Aaron Fox 
has been the you know what, what's the most reliable thing you can think of like uh, what, what's a nice Chevrolet uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what as reliable as a Chevrolet you know what I'm saying? Like, he is always there. He's always going to give you 20 points. He's always going to give you eight dimes, nine dimes. He's always going to give you two or three steals. That young He's man has been absolutely outstanding. And wait, and wait to Kentucky. Oh, Darren Fox. Darren Fox. Yes, sir. And, and wait to Kentucky. Yeah. And wait till Kentucky figures out they have to feed Bam out of bio in a, in a paint. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Big game coming up. Let's let's get our man in. Our Montreal, favorite man. The mouth of the South. The mouth of the South. Montrell Mont- Jones. Montrell Jones. The What's man who did everything from Mill High School. Sold popcorn, parked cars, scored 55 points against Trinity before halftime. Montrell, what's up? Man, what's going on, Haven? Man, it's been a while, man. I think it's been, what, a couple years now. Yeah, it's been yeah. a couple years now having it with you guys. I know, man. So what's, yeah. what's been up to? Uh, nothing, man. As you can tell, we're out here for a great cause tonight at Mario's uh, facility, SSA. Uh, and I think it's going to be a great facility, you know, to be part of something like this, to be able to help the community and give back uh, is always a plus. You know, uh, as the old saying goes, as an athlete, whether it's football or any sport, it ends in one day. It ends someday. And, you know, you want, what we want to do is be able to prepare these guys on the, on, on the end of the game of life, you know, uh, you know, football's going to end, you know, in the aspects of making sure that they t- they stay in tune with the game of football and other sports, you know, guys and girls while they're in the building. But the, th- the main thing of SSA, guys, and, you know, it wasn't really said tonight is basically uh, to have a stronghold on the community where kids have a safe haven, a one-stop yeah. shop safe haven. You know, you know, we look at the aspects of when we used to have boys and girls clubs and things like that, and they haven't been used uh, in the last 15 or 20 years like they used to. So this is just something for kids to be able to come to after the uh, uh, school days over to be able to relax and not only that know that they have good mentors here you know and I, I don't think it's actually about you know the necessarily of you know trying to reach the West End and thing we're trying to reach the youth as a whole you know um, so when you look at that I think it's a great place in the aspects and when you start looking at where it's going to actually go um, I'm very well looking forward to it to be a part of it. My role, actually, in SSA is not only the training aspect, but uh, basically the, the director of community engagement, meaning that I will basically, you know, tie the liaison between JCPS and what we can do to kind of reach out in the community. I don't want guys to, I don't want guys, I don't want guys to really think that, you know, and have people to have the impression that we're just going to be in the building. We're actually going to be out at the communities, you know, the you know the 5K walks and things and things like that. And we're going to actually be putting on some events of our own. So, um, yeah, I, I, it was man. a great turnout tonight, man. And I and I very well look forward to, you know, continuing to work with these guys. That's what's up. That's what we do. Talk about things coming to an end. Yeah. Let's talk about how my Dallas Cowboys season came to an unceremonious Ooh. end Ooh. against the greatness that is Aaron Rodgers. That dude on that last drive, like, what, 30, like, less than a minute to go in the game. Yeah. He was, like, just shooting lasers. Yeah. I, I think what happened with the Dallas Cowboys is I think they had a good they had a great season and you know sometimes you know all good things got to come to an end and you know it was it was just a great season you know you can never go against the season that they had I think uh, 
I think it's really time, though, when you start looking at the Dallas Cowboys, I think it's really time for Jerry Jones to take a step back. I really think it's time for what? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is a boy. I, 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 I really think Jerry Jones needs to step, take a step back. And I think, you know, as far as the day-to-day business operations, I think Stephen Jones has always been a better, you know, a better just basically uh, relating to the players better than Jerry has. And so, you know, I, I just think it's time for him to kind of step back and take a hands-off approach. And I think if he does that, I think it would be one of those situations that uh, Jason Garrett will be able to breathe a little bit more. So, you know, um, it, was, it was a tough season. Now, you know, going forward to this weekend, though, um, I just think it's going. I just think it's hard to beat the Patriots in anything. I just, you know, especially when you start talking about playing at their field. You know, Big Ben's been playing well and things. But, but like no that. Gronkowski. I, I know. I mean, it, Gronk's I, not there, I, man. I, I, I know it, but you know, it's always the next man up at the Patriots. You know, everybody. No, knows don't that. ask you about this. A guy who who's played professional ball, played at the, at the Cowboys. You know, how does Bill Belichick do it at that level? How does he find these bum receivers? Plug them into the system. And they just perform. I mean, bum receivers. I, 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 bum receivers. Hold on. I, I think I think it's just one of those situations. If you look at guys like, for instance, like Chris Hogan, Julius Adam and them, they're not top guys. But the thing is, you're going to get 110% out of them. And when you get 110% out of them and then you put them in the right position, then let's not face it. You know, let's not face it. Let's not face it for what it is. Uh, you know, you got the greatest of all time at quarterback. You know, you can you cannot deny that. And when you have that as a quarterback, I you would know, say that. Yeah, and then, one of the greatest. And, and, and then not only that, you got a defense. That, well, you, then you got then you got a defense. Then you got a defense. What's going on, Thomas Bellingham? Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? You doing all right, Thomas Bellingham tonight? Yeah, I thank you for coming out. Okay, no problem. Uh, yeah, Thomas Bellingham. You know, it's so funny, man. Thomas Bellingham started, we golfed together. You know, we golfed together a lot. You know, uh, actually, a couple times this summer, we golfed together probably two or three times a week. Oh, wow. So, you know, so it's almost like, you know, we always talk. But Thomas doing well for himself. Actually, Thomas just uh, bought a uh, Black Diamond franchise. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what he does actually with that. You know, he's real big in real estate. Uh, he'll probably talk to you guys about that. Now, Trell, let me ask you something. Now, I know you said you, you, you're picking the Patriots. Hey, I had to jump in on this, Haven. I'm sorry. I, you know, just because you, you're talking about you feeling the Patriots. So you're telling me, even though they stunk up the joint last week when they played the, the Houston, Texas. Houston's terrible. And they came in there and they gave the Patriots a game. Now you have Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Antonio, you know, that team – that offensive line, you're not worried at all that the, that the Steelers, you know, coming off a game where they only hit, what, five five field goals? Is all, that's all the points they got. You, you're not worried about that at all as far as uh, heading into that game. You don't think that maybe the Patriots are playing down a little bit right now? No, I don't really think the Patriots are playing down because at the end of the day, you know, you're in Foxborough. And, you know, Foxborough is Foxborough. You know, you know, you can, you can say what you want to. You know, it's just a roar when you go into Foxborough and play. And I, I, I think that's where they're going to actually uh, – get caught up at. When I look at the aspects of, you know, the, when you start looking at Steelers, it's a rivalry. But when you look at the rivalry for what Bill Belichick is, Bill Belichick always has his team prepared for playoff games. So um, I just think it'd be hard. You know, now the thing is, you, they have a chance. I think Pittsburgh has a chance when you start looking at, you know, Antonio Brown and how those guys is playing. Antonio Brown always scores in the playoff. But um, I, I just think when you start putting everything together, special teams, defense, and everything, Patriots are hard to beat. 
very hard to be. But that, I, I know it's still just amazing how they do it. I, I know you have the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. But in fact, you have booming wide receivers. Literally just booms in the backfield. Well, Deion Lewis is okay. I give Deion Lewis credit. De- but still, it's just like you have a cast of like a bums. And they, and they just beat everybody down. And what's worse than that, like, even when Tom Brady was out for four games, there was on a third string quarterback smashing folks. But but you know, I hear you I hear you say bums though, but then you know, you, you get a guy like Lagaris Blunt, you know, a, a, a back alley, street you know, street fighter type of guy. A guy that you you know, if you're in the back alley with a pit bull, you, 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 will, you will yeah. I know I know, like I, know, I know I know but I'm just saying when you start looking at Lagaris Blunt, uh, ever since he punched that kid in the face, I liked him. So, uh, you know what? I can see that. <laughs> Ever since he punched that, that kid in yeah, the face, yeah. I liked him. So, you know, I think when you got guys like that that's veteran, you, you know, the thing is about the thing is about the Patriots, if you look at them, is you, you look at a whole bunch of bum guys and things like that. But if you look at the aspects of the veteran savviness that Bill Belichick keeps on his team, he keeps a handful of veterans that always knows his program and knows how he plays the game. And that's a plus. Out of the 22 guys that's on the field, if you got seven, Seven or eight of them that's been with you over six years plus, then they know the they know what you expect. They've been in plenty of playoff games and stuff. So you know you got guys even backups. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. A, th- think about it. If you break it down and you if you and you watch football, you guys watch. Look at a guy like Malcolm Butler two years ago that was on the practice squad. Matter of fact, a guy from the uh, a guy from Louisville got cut because of him. Justin Green. Justin Green got released because of uh, Malcolm Butler. And the, so therefore, you see Malcolm Butler still on the team. So Bill Belichick does a great job of coming in and finding talent. And when you find talent, you know. It is what it is. It now, is what it is. Now, speaking of guys being around the NFL forever and being in systems forever, we have to give a big shout out to my man James Harrison with the Steelers. That dude is a freak of yeah, nature. Off, didn't he get off the plane and went to the uh, – He went straight to the game. Went to the, it went straight to the game. Yeah, went he, to the, uh, no, went straight to the weight room. Yeah, he got off the uh, – the game was Joe's. He's like, you know the defense. You do what you do. And it's starting. At like thirty eight years old, that's crazy. And and another thing that and, really and played uh, at a Pro Bowl level at thirty eight years old. But here is another thing that scares me about the Steelers too. They got some veterans, but when you get now, now you know the difference maker. In the, uh, you know the difference maker in the Steelers game. The difference maker in the Steelers game is actually Ryan Shazier. Like I say, if he's disruptive and he can go put pressure on Tom Brady, they uh, and, and James Harrison and them can feed off of it. They have a chance. I will say that they have a chance. But it, it's almost like you know, like the old saying goes: the stars have to line right. You know, for Pittsburgh to just be in the game. I don't care about you know. Kowski and all them, you know. You here's the thing: not only are you playing as the greatest uh, 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 quarterback all time, you playing against somebody that can coach. Not only coach, you make it. You playing against somebody that can make adjustments on the fly. That hold on. Not only that, if you look at the uh, away picture, uh, uh, Bill Belichick does not have no problem of spying on the team. He don't. If he can get, <laughs> no, no, notice what I'm saying. If he can get, a, if he can get a playbook or something, anything to he's get ahead, he's gonna, he, he's gonna do it. So. Yeah. Hey, hey, Steve Mudd. He's got it. He's got they didn't have. Nah, they nah, didn't nah, have nah, a nah. Did Steve Mudd tell y'all they didn't have a helmet for him at Wagner? They told him he could just serve water. They didn't have a helmet to fit him. Uh, so so like, Steve so Mudd, yeah, Steve Mudd was in a position where he had to, you know, uh, serve water at Wagner. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now, Charlie, hey, I gotta ask. Hey, you. hey, before we get out of here, though, guys, yes, Coach Blakely. Coach Blakely, we didn't give a shout. We didn't give a shout out to Coach Blakely, but Coach Blakely is a 
Coach Blakely is the state champ for 300 and about 45 more days. There's not another team that's going to be better. And um, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking for, I said it about Newburgh Tigers, you know, for 300 and about 40 more days, y'all state champs. Nobody, no, like I said, that's big. I, I, I still don't think you guys received enough recognition for that, for being, for being state champs. You know, congratulations on that. Yeah, congratulations. I'll get you next time. Um, I want you to get a kidney stone. Yeah. All right. It's been real with you guys. Hey, have me on the show some more, man. You know I like talking. Man, Trey, we got to get you back down there, man. We got to get you back down there. like talking. Whatever that comes hey, from. Hey, y'all be good, man. Hey, excellent job speaking today, too. Hey, no problem at all. But y'all be good. Nobody gives a better football breakdown. Hey, that man. was the breakdown. The that mouth was the South, 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 South Special Trail right Jones. There. My Trail Jones, man. Good. Coming hard, as always. You know, you know, long-time friend of the main event sports show uh, for the things that he does. Uh, but... So, Montreal broke down the Patriots uh, and the Steelers. Pretty much giving the Steelers no chance. Yeah, pretty like much. Like Shane McMahon, you got no and, chance. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I got a feeling about this Steelers team. You, you, you know, I had a feeling about them Clemson Tigers. I'm going to say this. I'm just going to say. I'm going to say this. I, had, I got on that bandwagon before anybody else. When everybody yeah, you was did. You did. I give you credit. You did. So, uh, but you know what? I'm going to go to Steelers for two reasons. Okay. First reason. Omar Epps is a good coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second reason. You're always messing with that man. James Harrison. I mean, what can I say? He's, He's 38 years old. 38. No, 38. Think about this, people. By NFL standards, 30 is an old man. You know who James Harrison is? You remember the, the, the He's character? older than most kickers. You remember that character that Idris Elba played on Thor? The dude that, like, oh, controls, yeah, like, the watcher. The, the, yeah, that's, that's James Harrison. Just ageless and just, like, completely dominant. You know this is mean? crazy. He's a monster. He's a, that dude, when I watched his workout on Facebook and they showed his workout, the man is absolutely He's a freak. An animal. He's a freak of He's nature. He's an animal. He's like Bernard Hopkins in, ba- in boxing. He absolutely is. Well, hoping it doesn't end like Bernard Hopkins got <laughs> knocked out his past two fights. Man, hey, and that last one, he really got knocked out. not to knock that man through the, through the ropes like that. Yeah, and about Cody. That's the worst part. Not through the ropes. about Cody. We just like straight through the ropes. Oh, man. Yeah, but anyway, I, now the big game, Patriots, all the receivers except for two. On injury reserve. So everybody's banged up for the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, not the Patriots, excuse me, the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's banged for the Packers. They go down to Atlanta to go against, to go against a white-hot Falcon squad. Hey, you know what? And, and I think that is going to be a great game. Uh, hey, what's up, fellas? Thank what's y'all up, Mario? Coming out. Main event, sports show. Best in the, in the city. Hey, I, I thought Mario was trying to big time today. I didn't think he was going to have no time for the main event sports show. We need to get this interview down whenever he gets done, you know, shaking hands and kissing baby. I'm going to get my brother together, and I'll be right over it. There we there go. We go. There, there we go. go. There we go. So, so, you know what? I think that this game, the Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a battle. This is going to be the brawl for it all. This is going to be the thrill and the vanilla. This is going to be all those this is going to be the game of the weekend to me. Like I think that the Patriots and Steelers will be close, but I think it's going to be kind of a boring, ugly game where I think that this Falcons-Green Bay game is going to be high-flying. I think it's going to be high-scoring, um, and I cannot wait to see what happens. So let me ask you, Haven. We all know what Mr. Discount Double Check has done. Aaron Rodgers has done everything. Ever since Christmas, yes, this dude has been on fire. 
He has 40 touchdowns this season, the most of any player. Yeah. He's like up to 66, almost 67% passing yeah. since Christmas. No interception. No, he has like oh, two interceptions and like 15 touchdowns. I mean, he's just, his numbers have been ridiculous. ridiculous. And as you saw in, in a Dallas game, his passes are just like laser accurate. It is just amazing. They, they almost never ran the ball at all. It was just him and shotgun just carving up Dallas the secondary. Hey, Literally and just carved what, up Dallas the secondary. When they moved the, the, the guy from, I, I can't, his name escapes me, but the kid was playing wide receiver, and they moved him into running back. And he's been playing running back uh, for the last uh, several games. Uh, been doing an excellent job. I think that he has added a new, another dimension to both the passing game and he's quick Jordan enough to Nelson run the ball. Heard. Yeah. Jordy Nelson, I know. The deep threat. It's just crazy. So we've given them all the superlatives in the world. Can they go down to the Dirty Bird? Can they go down to the ATL and beat this Atlanta Falcons team has gotten zero respect? Like, I hear nobody talking about I hear about Aaron Rodgers. I hear about Green Bay making a run, and they ultimately did make the playoffs and make their push. We've heard about Dallas Cowboys all year long. We always hear about the Patriots. I haven't heard anything about the Atlanta Falcons. This is what this is. Matt Ryan is going to have to get some respect on his name. If his name name was Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, uh, Brett Favre or something like that, he'd be an MVP this year. The young man has had an outstanding season. A a, a great year. Now, here's the thing I worry about the Packers. That's their defense. Okay. Once Dak and Ezekiel got going, Mm -hmm. and once they figured out Playoff football because playoff football is completely different than regular season. Once they got up to speed with playoff football, right? Once the offensive coordinator decided to finally feed Ezekiel the ball and let him run and feed the beast and kind of open that offense up, Dallas was moving up and down that field. Yeah. I mean, Dak was carving that secondary up. Absolutely. That makes you kind of wonder because if Dak can do that, what's Matt Ryan going to do? Was extra weapons. Well, and the thing is, is that you got to understand the Dallas Cowboys. These were these were rookies playing their first playoff game. Uh, you had a a, um, a a Packers team that had to play out the string in the regular season just to get in. They came in. They already had a game, a playoff game under their belts, and you had a veteran Aaron Rodgers who already has a Super Bowl championship. Okay, with the veteran receiving core, exactly, the veteran offensive line and veteran running backs. Absolutely. So I mean, you had a team that was ready to go out there, and it kind of took. Dallas back a little bit with this Falcons team with what Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and these guys have done um, do you think this is the end of this uh, little Cinderella run by the Packers or, or do you think that they can hang in it? It all comes down to this defense wins championships it does and Atlanta has the best defense okay and I think that's what's come down to defense wins championships Atlanta has the best defense. Now the question is, can they generate the pass rush to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable? Because that's something Dallas couldn't do. Dallas couldn't generate the pass rush to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. And once he got comfortable, it was lights out. Yeah. Even blitzes, they had a hard time getting Aaron Rodgers. If the Falcons can get pressure with their front four, they win. All comes out. I'm going to say this game's going to come down to the Falcons' defensive line because you know the Packers, we're not going to run the ball that much. They're not. They're not. They're not going to run the ball. Maybe 10, 12 times a game. Maybe. This is all going to be about Aaron Rodgers and his shotgun, four, five wide receiver sets, carving them up. 
if they get pressure on the front four without having to bring in a linebacker, because once, once we're not linebacker, they leave some gaps open, and Aaron Rodgers will exploit that. But if you can get pressure on the front four, it's going to be a long day for the pack. Yeah, uh, and you know what? I have to agree with you. I think that the Green Bay Packers definitely took advantage of, uh, you know, the, the youth of the Dallas Cowboys. If that game lasts another well, I, I don't. I was. I would say if the game lasts another five or ten minutes, then Dallas probably wins. But I can't really say that because the Dallas defense couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers at no. all. No, so, I mean, Dallas will put themselves in position. The offense will put the will put themselves in position and do what they need to do. The defense just need to get a stop. And Aaron Rodgers made a play, and he couldn't do it. I mean, Cook that third play, and twenty. That play that Cook made third and twenty was un. Unbelievable! That uh, that's an NFL catch. The scramble, the slide, dragging the feet, and Aaron Rodgers getting out of trouble, sliding to the right and throwing a rope down the field. He looked like Brett Favre on that throw. But he Brett looked never, like the number four. Brett could never throw a ball that good. Let's be honest. Brett threw hard balls. Brett never had the accuracy of Aaron Rodgers. That might be true. That was probably the best pass of Aaron Rodgers' career. It was. might have been. I mean, besides those like eight hill mirrors he scored on the yeah. previous week, <laughs> yeah, but those those are good, but those are almost more luck than they are anything. But to be able to throw that on a rope to only where Cook can get that as he's sliding like out of bounds, thirty yards down the field, that was an amazing frozen play. rope, frozen rope. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So I mean, I give uh, the Packers all the credit in the world, but I do not think this is going to be a. Um, New York Giants situation. I just don't think that the defensive line of the Packers is good enough. I don't think they're going to be able to get enough uh, pressure uh, on those guys to get it done. So I do think that Atlanta is going to get it done. And truthfully, Have, I don't know how close it's going to be. I think that Aaron Rodgers will play well. I think that they will score maybe three touchdowns. I was, I was, about, I was thinking the same thing. Aaron, Aaron, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is good for 21 points. Yeah. I think they'll get them three touchdowns, but I think that that Atlanta defense is good enough, and I think that that Atlanta offense is going to just carve up uh, the Packers' defense in secondary. I just think that they, they've made their Cinderella run. I give them all the credit in the world. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think that the uh, Dirty Birds are going to be uh, squawking their way onto the Super Bowl and uh, meeting off against the Steelers. You know, I will say this. If, if the Falcons can win the NFC Championship game, yes. I want to see Jamal Anderson come back and in the end zone do the Dirty Bird dance. Yes. I want to see him do the Dirty Bird in the end zone. Bring him back, Jamal Anderson. Bring back Jamal you know Anderson. Dirty Don't walk him out onto the field to probably tear ACL just walking out on the field. He has knees left. Does that mean? That was very mean. <laughs> well, you know, hey, but your Vic came back to, to great plays and aplomb. So, hey, maybe, hey, bring them all back. I'm going to do Dirty Bird. Jamal Anderson's probably 300 pounds now. Bring back Jerry Glanville, the guy who he invented Grits Blitz. Jerry Glanville, one of the greatest soundbite coaches of all time. They're one of the greatest defense coordinators of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just remember my favorite saying. He said, the NFL means not for long when you make plays like that, son. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jerry Glanville. But you know what? I, I think that that's the way I see it going down. Um, I think you're with me on that. So we are actually on the same side of an yeah, argument. Yeah, we are. We are. That's amazing. You know I, you know what? I, I wasn't a big uh, fan of the Falcons, but, you know, they're slowly, effortlessly getting it done. And he just had to give it to them. They're getting it done. Yeah. Scoring points, good defense, a balancing offense, a good running attack to go along with the passing attack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm excited. I'm also excited to see the Super Bowl. 
because that's, that's going to be a good game regardless who makes it. Absolutely. In those four teams, it's going to be a good game. Well, I mean, because you got to look at it, the four quarterbacks. Quarterbacks always make the uh, Super Bowl more interesting. So when you look at Matt Ryan, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, uh, and Tom Brady, it don't get much better than that. It doesn't. Now, I will say, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm going to say this. Dallas, trade Romo, get some DBs, please. You know what? I'm so glad that Dak Prescott played well. In, the, in that game, I was so worried. Now, how, many the guys, now, how many guys did you see on your Twitter? Time to put in Romo. Oh, God. Time to put in Romo. It's, Dak wasn't a problem. The no. offense wasn't a problem. No. The defense couldn't stop nobody. No. No, I mean, he started out a little shaky. He threw an interception. But that's to be expected in your first playoff game ever. As you a know, rookie. As a rookie, there's nervousness there. Uh, but once he settled down, the young man carried that team. He balled. He balled. He was doing everything. I mean, he outplayed Ezekiel early in that game. Zeke had a good game. But Dak was the reason they were able to get up and down and get back in that game. I mean, some of the passes that he made, uh, you know, running for the two-point conversion, uh, his scrambles running down the field, he made every play. And I mean, and it reminded me, literally, watching that game, of one of those old Cowboys, 49ers, mid-90s games. One of those brawls where it was just like back and forth, back exactly. and forth. Whoever had the ball last was going to win the, the game. The only difference is those teams had defenses. That's true. So there was an excellent Oh, I didn't say that these teams were as good as those no, no. teams. Come that's on. Okay, that's, yeah. yeah I was like, Never. Because <laughs> those teams could, had defense. So yeah. you were scoring 30 points on, like, the number one rated defense or number two rated defense. <laughs> right. I mean, I, it, was, it was a I struggle. Mean, that, that was the Super Bowl. That was basically the Super Bowl. Whoever was going, the Buffalo Bills, was just going there <laughs> was to see a beat. Yeah. <laughs> to get pounded. Who was going to AMC was coming to lose? Was right. like, ah. The Steelers. God, that was an awful Super Bowl. I, I was. Yeah, I was, that was a beat down. I mean, it's, it's just oh, so, so, so many bad Super Bowls back then. I don't think anything that hurts is worse than the Bengals making it like, not the Bengals, the Bills, making it four times in a row. Yeah. Hey, the first one, you're competitive. Oh, yeah. The Giants and Bills is yeah. a good game. Bills should have won that game. Yeah, competitive. Missed the last second field goal. I, nothing wrong with that. The next three, completely and utterly blown out. Yeah, they just got smushed. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's – but – you know what? It is what it is. We, we, we love Jim Kelly. Shout out to, to, to the K-Gun, Thurman Thomas, you know, and all those guys. You know, I mean, they, they, they were great. But, no, I, I cannot wait to see what happens next week, man. Um, you know, it, it's been huge uh, to, to watch this NFL season. NFL got me interested again. I ain't going to lie. My Raiders being a part of it did help. Uh, you know, the, those guys. But I think the NFL's in good hands right now. I think you got a lot of good young guys coming up. Uh, and, and I think that uh, with Dak Prescott, uh, you know, with Carr, Derek Carr, and what they're doing with the Oakland Raiders, I, I do think that, uh, you know, everything is on the rise. And once again, you are listening to the Main Event Sports Show, 104.7 WLOU, Super Student Athletes, Life Center. And now we are being joined by the architect, the brain behind the evil genius, if you will. The man who's got the superhero beard now. He's, he's trying to work on his James Harden. Super right. Mario, Mario, you're ready. Mario, how are you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I hate that you compared me to Wario as opposed to Mario. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be Super now. No, no, you still, you're always Super Mario, man. You're always Super Mario. So, Mario, first of all, um, if you could just kind of talk about 
your vision here mm-hmm. and, and how this all came about and now to finally see the culmination of this with this great event tonight. Just kind of talk about that. Well, my my vision initially, man, was to uh, help as many people as I could, you know, uh, possible. And I learned during that, 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 that process that I have to implement some of what I'm good at or what I'm known for uh, into my vision and my, my plan. So that's where the Life Center was conceived. I started with Super Student Athletes, basic, uh, 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 you know, a uh, program to, you know, help kids about goal setting, accountability, uh, and hard work, dedication. Uh, and then from there, I saw that it was a need for these types of services, so I uh, moved on to the Life Center. And it's somewhere that kids can come. We evaluate them from day one, you know, walk into the door based on their GPA, you know, and the uh, leadership skills or qualities that they have. And from there, we assess them to the requirements from a uh, hour program, you know, hour tutoring or study hall uh, to an hour training, you know, to medical and nutrition uh, services as well. So the total package for not only an athlete, but for a professional in general. No doubt, no doubt. And just talk about the facility itself. Now, you know, we, we heard the uh, story about you guys being in there for your first board meeting, sitting on the buckets in your office. Uh, and, and I asked Bo earlier about that. Was it, you know, at any point, uh, was it just like, what did I get myself into? Like, because this building, this facility, we've been here for a couple of your events that you've had, game watch parties, and we've seen where it's come from. And even before that, you talked about it being even, you know, more pretty much need a lot of work and to what was your vision you know seeing all this could you really see all this from this building when you first walked in there i did man i did you know and um i I had the vision you know and uh having a a strong woman by my side with my lady alex uh and her being the manager that she is uh she she gave me the acronym socks and it's structure organization and control and that's basically what she brings to the table to help me, uh, I guess, narrow my vision or my, my tunnel of making this thing happen a lot sooner than it than it would have without her. Uh, but, yeah, the vision was here, man, um, and it's, it's, it's come a long way, as you guys know. Absolutely. So, you know, we're at the point now to where the operational kicks in and the, uh, the, the hard work, you know, being on our hands and knees and, and putting in our blood, sweat, and tears uh, is for the most part over. I'm sure it'll still come, but this is what it took for anybody else to see the vision. I gotta, I, I'm the worst at explaining things, you know. I'm I'm the do-it type of guy, <laughs> right, you know, right. so I need to go in there and do it and show you how it's done. I can show you better than I can tell you. Exactly. I'm not the best talker, you know, so let me show you something. And then I got everybody else on. So, you know, we're going to take a picture of that hallway there because I know Mario laid that towel. So, so we're going to take a picture of him. <laughs> where, there it is. Where, where he laid the towel, painted the bathrooms. The man does it all. So if everything works out, I actually could be a plumber. Me a plumber? Yeah, Mario. Like the real Super Mario. I would probably want more than that, but I can start there, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So um, just kind of talk about the facility in general. What all services do you guys have? Uh, the, you know, just kind of talk about the facilities uh, and just kind of some of the amenities uh, here at the facility. Okay, so uh, upstairs is our multi-purpose room, which is sponsored by PBI Bank. Uh, and up there you have a computer lab of uh, about 27 computers. You have a lounge area um, of about a 1,000 uh, well, a hundred square feet uh, with bean bags, you know, and uh, a place for kids to just come, read a book, do homework, whatever they need to do. Uh, in this same room, we'll also have uh, Friday night uh, movie nights, you know, for the kids, um, as well as uh, film sessions. So we'll have the college guys come back and uh, pretty much walk through film with those younger kids. 
So uh, the the whole you know idea of it was to create a system to where as the kids grow through our program, they'll come back and they want to give it back. Um, downstairs you have the uh, physical therapy room, uh, which we have a contract with uh, Dr. Aaron Sloan, which is a licensed chiropractor, uh, which will help the younger kids understand about their body, you know, how to maintain it and what it takes in order to maintain your body through sport. Uh, and that's from stretching properly, ice and stem, you know, recovery, the whole nine. Um, we also have a, uh, a nutrition nook, a kitchen, to where our, our partners in Next uh, next Level Sports Nutrition, they will be providing uh, healthy protein snacks, uh, protein bars. Uh, they have these waffle cakes that are amazing that gives you like 20 grams of protein. It's all healthy, oh, wow. you know, uh, um, snacks, if you may. Right. Because uh, because a lot of kids that come in here, you know, they, they're asking for snacks. They're asking for something to eat before they go back home. And you never know. You don't want to assume anything. So it may right. be their last meal or a meal that they, they have to wait until they go back to school for a full-course meal. So getting them the healthy, the healthy you know, nutrition and ingredients that they need uh, even to, you know, sustain through a, a sport like, you know, basketball or football, which you're exerting so much. Right. Um, that, that helps in so many aspects of health so with the health and then the the gym aspect you know with aspirations fitness with chris vaughn you know we got my guy montreal jones uh some of the top trainers in the city you know providing the the the, the training that um that the kids are may or may not be used to you know um because right. they expose them to the the type of work that's required from us on a college level or even a professional level so with those guys and that partnership, I mean, that pretty much just made uh, the vision uh, uh, process speed up even more so. You know, uh, so aspirations with the gym. You got PBI Bank with financial education, tutoring, and mentoring. And then you got uh, Next Level Sports Nutrition with the uh, supplements and Dr. Sloan with the chiropractor recovery. That's we got a total package, man. There it is. Telling you, it's like, like the super, super friends. Super, there's a super friend. I'm telling you, and it's got a distinct U of L flavor to it. That makes everything always so much better. Love, love the red, black. Just a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. So, like, what's next? What's next? So, our goal is to expand. I mean, believe it or not, we've gotten to this point already, but we want to scholarship 100 uh, kids on that are on free or reduced lunch um, from the ages of eight to 16. Um, and from there, we want to expand in this parking lot uh, to acquire the 6,000-square-foot facility right next door and, uh, you know, create more opportunities. You know, uh-huh. I won't disclose any details, but we're already looking to expand, basically. The teaser, I like that. Man, I mean, he just opened up. Literally had the ribbon cutting Wednesday. I want more. It's an evil genius. Man, this, this, <laughs> he sounds like Tom Jurich over here. I know, right? Football, you know, I, I had exer- you know, it's a lot of adrenaline involved in that sport. So, you know, this is the next best thing, business, man, and, and being able to, to to support a lot of young kids that that want to do the same things or something similar. I mean, I can kind of give them that that juice, you know, some a little glimpse of what it takes. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's what does it for me. That's what does it for me. There it is. You again listen to the main event sports show. Super student athletes, Life Center, 222 Isler Avenue. Make sure you guys come out there. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, if, if you are out and about, do yourself a favor. Come in. Mario will show you around the facility. He'll give you a tour. Uh, you know, anything that you need, this man will do it. Uh, you know, Super Mario. It's, it's my man, the stiff arm. I just like calling him the stiff arm. You know what I'm saying? I'm stiffy. 
<laughs> he's the man. I, I just really appreciate everything that he's done, uh, and he's doing good things. Hey, he's, he's you know, moving you know, and shaking right now. You know, Mario is living well, living right. If you could be six foot six and not have high water pants, you see that? <laughs> so, see that, that? That's when you know everything's right. When you can get your pants tailored, because it's hard to get pants tailored at six foot six. So look at him; he's walking. Not a high water to place. A sock game on fleek. That's what I'm talking about right there. You see, that's how you know. Ball head shining, nice. I know, right? See, that's how you know. That's how you know things are going good. When you're six foot six and you pants it up to your ankles and, and look like knickers. That's what I'm talking about. My man Chris Vaughn, what's going on? I'm not even Chris Vaughn. I'm Taj Rice. Wait, uh, wait who? Taj Rice. Taj Rice, man. Come on. Man, yeah, we, we watched Taj come out yeah. with Darius Brents. Central. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm out. Yeah, whatever. Come on. Now, Taj, let, let me ask I'm you lost. something. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm sorry. Come on, come on. One of, one of the top oh, defensive man. linemen in the country. Dude, I, man. Have, have eaten all day. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Now, he is being trained by Chris Vaughn. Chris Vaughn is. Hey, you sure. Hey. You sure he's a man? He's a man with the plan. I'm telling you. You sure he's a man with the plan? Yes, he is. <laughs> the best. The best there is. So, let me ask you a question. Give me measurables. Give me measurables. Um, I'm 6'3. I'm 305. Uh, I run about a four eight. Um, this season, I averaged a lot of tackles. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tackles. I like that. A lot of a whole lot of tackles. More than more than fifty. Uh, yeah, I have offers from Duke, Louisville, Indiana, Eastern Michigan, Boston College, Syracuse, North Carolina State, Purdue, uh, Duke. Man, that's what's up. There it is. Hell yeah. This Chris has helped us out with a lot, and then Mario, he's just came into our lives, and he's helping just the same as Chris did. So imagine having two Chris's or two Mario's in your life. That's basically what it is. Now, oh, Tom, let me crazy. ask you something. Because you and, uh, and Jarius are, to, to put that kind of focus on, on Wagner High School, you know, Wa- Wagner's crazy. not necessarily been known, uh, you know, a lot for his football, but you guys have gotten a ton of shine. Uh, you know, I, I've seen stories written about you guys all around the country uh, talking about the talents uh, in you guys' uh, class 2018. Just kind of talk about what it was like this year for, for, for you guys, um, you know, with that intense focus and, and what kind of drives you to keep getting better and, and, and kind of show out and uh, earn those scholarship offers that you guys are getting. What's it been like? Um, it's just kind of like you can see the culture change. I walked in school after the football games, and like things started to change. People started to recognize who we were. And then as football was changing, Wagner's academics were changing. We went from being on the worst list of schools to right. kind of in the middle somewhere leaning towards better. So with the education getting better and the sports programs getting better, it started to seem like everything started to change. People started to focus on the sports. People started to focus in their books. And just seeing that, and I feel, I'm not saying I cause that, but I'm saying I feel like I'm a part of something bigger than me. Right. Which is always great because it just makes me want to work harder. Awesome. And that's awesome. what really drives me is just seeing how I'm affecting other people, how I'm making our special needs kids, how I'm making them smile every day. Because that's what I do. I'm a peer tutor. I help with the special needs kids. And it's just seeing the smiles on their faces. They come to the football games, and it's great. Hey, let me tell everybody, man, this young man uh, speaking on the mic today, you did an excellent job out there. You know, you had me ready to get up and just had to say, if I wasn't taking pictures, I would have been giving you a standing ovation. You, I can tell that you've done that before. So uh, I think you might end up getting into my job at some point and have a microphone. Is that something that uh, might, might be something that you push for after football? Um, I, when I go to college, I want to get a degree in political science. Nice. So really, p- politics, you have to learn how to talk. You have to know how to articulate. And the same thing in radio, the same thing in anything you do. You, know how to, you have to know how to talk to people. Absolutely. So that's what I really want to do. 
Oh, there we go. Politics. That's, there you there go. That, That's my specialty. But let me ask you a question here, because now that you've kind of you gained the, the, the notoriety, the lights are on you. You know, you got the recruiting guys calling you all the time, asking you all sorts of questions. What do you think about Purdue? What do you think about Jeff Brown going to Purdue? What do you think about this? What do you think about Duke? What do you think about NC State? All these guys calling you. So, like, how do you deal with that aspect of football? Because a lot of people talk about, like, the games and you know, things of that nature and going to class. But how do you deal with, like, the media aspect, even being a, a high-level high school athlete with that kind of attention? Well, whenever you like, every now and then you might think of Bugsy or something, but when you really think about it, you're blessed to be in that position. So why say something's annoying, say something bugs you, when without it you wouldn't be where you are? I need the media like the media needs me. The media needs something to write about. I need the media to write about me because I need people to know me. I need people to know who I am. I need to sell my brand as a person. So without them, I'm not me. And without us, they're not them. So they need us and we need them. It's just a mutual relationship. Now, kind of piggyback on that, being a, you know, the high-level athlete, especially the state of Kentucky, which isn't known to produce like that many super high-level athletes. So you're like an extra rare air here in the state of Kentucky. As a, as a high school kid, because I remember like when I was in high school, and thank God, thank the Lord upstairs, we didn't have smartphones, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, cameras, because they would call any of my shenanigans on Facebook. It would have been all over. So, like, how hard is it to kind of um, to kind of measure, I guess, what you do on social media, you know, kind of what you do out there versus your instincts? As you know, young man, so I know you got you know, young man type, you know, some, some crazy stuff around, and you're a young guy, like you're supposed to do. But, you know, knowing the position you are, you know, you have to have that certain level of decorum. Now, how do you kind of balance that out? Now, you know how um, your mama say, what would your grandma say if she saw you doing this? You got to put that to social media. What would your parents say if they seen this? What would your grandmother say if you seen this? So it's just a way to keep it clean. You have to focus on football. You have to focus on education. The other things can wait. They'll eventually come. And you don't have to put your business on social media. So it's just kind of like being aware of yourself, watching people, who the people are around you, because information will get out you don't want to get out. It's just basically having a small circle and just keeping your head composed. Oh, there we go. Now, I have a political question for you. As we know, today, Donald Trump became the, the 45th uh, uh, president uh, of the nation here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who, who did you, of all the guys are running, there was like 30 million Republicans running, and then you had uh, Hillary and uh, Bernie. Of all the guys out there, who did you want to see become president, and, and, and why? Um, I'm just going to say this, to be honest. I wish I had some other people to choose from. I wish maybe myself was running. <laughs> I would I like vote that. for me. That's who I'd really vote for. But, I mean, I, I like some of the things, I guess I like some of the things Bernie was saying, some of the things Hillary was saying. I didn't really a- agree with Trump too much. But if I had to pick anyone in this election, I'd have to say it'd be myself. Because I feel like I could run a country better than Donald Trump. I feel like I could run a country better than... Bernie Sanders, but I mean that's just a personal view. Some people might see different things, but I guess I just know myself. I like that. I mean, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Remember, you're the campaign manager. <laughs> you call me. I, you know, you call me. I, I've ran a, I've ran a couple of mayoral campaigns. I, I've ran a couple of judges' campaigns. So if you ever want to run any campaigns or anything like that, you just let me know, and I, I am there for you. They just don't run. They just don't run any campaigns while in college. Just stay away from all the, stay away from politics for four years. You're, you're in school. And then, then after school, get into politics because that will trust me. Because you never know like where the boosters and stuff may lie in the political spectrum. You want to keep everybody your friend until you get out, and then 
handle your business. There we go. I don't speak on it too much. Never know who's listening. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Lucky for you, only a couple million people. So you, got, you got nothing to worry about. You got nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, and uh, one more thing I want to mention is in the next following weeks, I'll finally be launching my Black Student Union at Wagner. I've been talking about it for a little while. We've had to uh, line some things up with the school and sponsors, but we're going to finally get out there, and then we're going to be in a community. So I'm just waiting for that to launch up, and I just want to tell you all about that. Oh, that's oh, oh, oh that's, that's, that's a whole different discussion right now. Oh, the Black Student Union at Wagner. What, tell me some more about it. Um, we got a bunch of students together, and we just decided that our students don't know enough about our African-American history, and that's not really what we teach in school. Yes, they teach you about uh, slaves, but they're not really teaching about the black inventors. They're not teaching about Moors. They're not teaching about anything that you really should know. You should know about yourself. So we're just going to go out there. We're going to try to educate our school and educate the community and just help out where we can and link up with all the other uh, black student unions around the JCPS area. Central has one. Manuel has one. I don't know what other schools have one, but I know they're all around. Just little clicks and groups, and we have monthly meetings. So it's just lining everything up and just trying to help our community. I'm about to shed a tear over here. Hold up. Hold up. Hey, let me tell you something. I've met some high-level young men over the last couple of weeks. Taj Rice, Wagner High School, one of the top defensive linemen in the country. Forget Kentucky. Anywhere. He's, he's nasty on the field, and he's got a dangerous mind. Young man, I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you for coming out, joining a, a couple minutes with the Main Event Sports Show. You know, I, I'm going to put this out there to you. If you need any help at all, at all with the Black State, you let me know. Because we have all sorts of connections. Definitely. We'll be more than happy to do whatever it takes. Matter of fact, next week, and if you want to, after you guys get everything started, have everybody come on the radio show. Definitely. Have everybody come on a radio show. We'll talk about we'll, we'll get it going. Because one of the things we're working on with the Main Event Sports Show here, we're um, partnering partnering with the Turn Up Show, which is on actually on right now on WLOU, 104.7 FM. And we're trying to sponsor 100 kids to go hear the God Box Series. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? God Box Series, speaker oh, series. Is that David Banner? Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. I haven't even seen, read the book. But I know exactly what you're talking about. So we're sponsor a bunch of kids to go hear David Banner. So, so we'll put you, we'll try to put you guys on a list. So keep in touch. Mario has all my contact information. Actually, Susan's done the broadcast. Broadcast. Come over here. Give me information. We'll put you up on game. We will put you up on game. Here's the Chris Vaughn that you No, no, no. You're more important than him. He'll be all right. <laughs> he's much more important. He's, he's, he's passe. He's the future. I'm telling you. I was sitting there watching him do his footwork drills. Like, huh. He still got it. Hey, hey Chris is a Man, it's never, it's never over. It's never <laughs> over. We'll be seven years old in the park someplace. You're going to see some kid running a bad form. You'll be like, hey, come here. Come here, come here. You're doing that wrong. Get him together. You're going to put your cane down. You'll be like, bring your <laughs> knees up to your chest. Let me see some extension. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. There we go. I appreciate it. Hey, let, let's bring Chris in. Chris Vaughn, former U of L standout, wide receiver, now turned aspiration fitness 
Institution. Institution. Institute. Institute. Fitness Center. Uh, first of all, Chris, um, just kind of talk about all you guys getting together. You know, Montreal, Mario, what he's doing here with super student athletes. Uh, just kind of talk about uh, your role and just kind of how you guys kind of got together with this. Well, obviously, the relationship started back at the University of Louisville. Right. Um, I was lucky enough to play with guys like Mario and Montreal and, you know, some other great players along the way. I have a great coach and Coach Bobby Petrino. And, you know, we just kind of like, you know, all came from a work ethic and learn, you know, discipline, accountability, um, teamwork, and those kind of things that, you know, were instilled in us then are kind of coming out in what we are as adults in our adult life. I think we all have a common passion and, you know, developing young athletes and young kids and, you know, not only, you know, like I said, athletes, but super student athletes, which is important. You know, I pride ourselves in developing kids that not only excel athletically, but excel in life and, you know, the kids up to there are honestly really and truly, you know, tomorrow's future leaders in life. So that's that's our mission. That's what's up. And, and listening to Taj uh, and the other young man, uh, his name uh, escaped. Stephen Haram. St- Stephen. Uh, listening to Taj and Stephen kind of talk about you uh, and the admiration that they have for, for the work that you're doing with them. What does that mean to you uh, to kind of give back and kind of impart some of the wisdom and some of your experience uh, as a top-level athlete coming out of high school and in college uh, to be able to kind of help those guys out? What's that mean to you? Just blessed to be a blessing. Um, I had a lot of people in my lifetime that kind of gave back to me, so – you know, I would be less than if I didn't do the same for someone else. And those are the kind of things that were instilled in me, and I hopefully I can instill the same things into them. It just becomes a bridge builder program. That's what's up. Now, talk about your 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 own initiative, Aspirations. Just kind of talk about, um, uh, you know, wh- where you guys are located. Um, you know, if anybody wants to get involved with what you're doing or get in contact with you, how do they do that? Okay. We're located at 222 Isler Avenue in the south side of Louisville. Um, currently, we are taking enrollments for our boot camp classes, um, which is, you know, men and women's classes for adults who are trying to get in shape, lose that weight. You know, holiday times are over now, so oh, we've yeah. got some goals. And summertime will be here before you know it. So work off that turkey. Work off that turkey. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So we're trying to help people shed those extra pounds. We'll also have open enrollment for our athletic side. Um, and we have a pretty good proven track record of developing athletes. We had 98 scholarships that kids in our program were awarded last year for the 2006 calendar year. This year we're shooting for 150, so it's a lofty goal. But, you know, I think we can reach it. I think we have, you know, the right people in place. We've got a team in place. We have um, developmental age group athletes from ages 6 to 13. We have a women's sports performance class we do, um, train some of the best track athletes in the, in the area. Talia Townsend last year was the state champion track. Um, she came through the aspiration program, stuff wow. like that, and full scholarship to North Carolina A&T. Okay. Also, you know, a stellar athlete, which goes along with the whole model of being a super student athlete. She was a 3.9 GPA. Um, coming out of Mel High School, so she had options both academically and athletically. So that's what it's all about, just create options. And then, you know, on our varsity side, um, where, you know, we deal with our older kids from 14 on up to some of the current college kids that we have, um, we're just developing those kids and trying to get them, you know, the proper exposure to the colleges and kind of start doing placement and assessment stuff with them. So making sure their core classes are in order, ACT prep and that type of thing, so they're in order to get a scholarship. And, you know, also offering a mentorship side that we help them reach into different avenues in the community. So when coaches see them, they're well-rounded individuals and not just athletes. Absolutely. And let me tell you something about these guys, okay? So I, I see some athletes, they get out, you know, once they get out of the game, these guys, you know, they kind of blow up, they kind of get But Let me tell you something. Montreal and Chris and Mario, these guys look like they could get right back out on the field like right now. 
Okay, they're not talking the talking the talk. Y'all guys walk the walk, man. I appreciate you guys and everything that you all are doing for the give back to the community. The main event sports show. We always put that at the forefront of our mission to always continue to give back uh, to the community, give back to these kids. And you you guys are not only um, you know great role models on the field, but you guys are great role models off the field. Very well spoken, very energetic, and understand that mission. So I definitely appreciate you guys, man. Uh, no problem. I appreciate you having us. Hey, thank you. All right. Appreciate it, man. Hey, you are once again listening to the Main Event Sports Show. Uh, this is uh, Rashawn. We're about to wrap here at SSA. Yes, sir. Come on. Hey, uh, Tosh, what's up? You, you, you coming back on? You trying to take my microphone, man? <laughs> hey, it's all good. Well, hey, we're going to get you in studio. We're going to get you in studio for real. Shoot That's me a text up. message before he leaves so I get your contact info. Definitely. Hey, hey, I think we're about to wrap the show. Uh, you know, it's been an amazing, amazing show. Make sure uh, you guys go out there. If you aren't able to catch it live, make sure you go out, download the app, Main Event Sports. Go to the iTunes or uh, or the Google Play App Store. Uh, get that, download it, lock it in. You got great articles. You have all every Main Event Sports show as well as all of our great podcasts. And don't as well. forget to sign up. For the main event sports show newsletter. Brand new. My man Haven has been working tirelessly day and night to get the newsletter up. Sign up for that. You'll get all the updates on all the great events that are coming up for the main event sports show. If people haven't been paying attention, the main event sports show is everywhere. We literally have two to three events every weekend. We're always somewhere. So make sure you check out the newsletter to find out where we will be and how you can get involved with great initiatives like super student athletes and everything else uh, that we do. We definitely want you guys to be in involved in that but uh hey uh, you know it's been a great day uh it's been a great night um you know anytime we're able to show out for our man mario Yerudia, we're always there uh do you have any uh kind of parting thoughts as we get ready to get off here i got like larry merchant after the fight you know <laughs> that one crooked eye you know jim anytime we get two warriors <laughs> That's something very poetic no. after that. Hey, let, let me tell you something. The greatest one ever is when uh, uh, that is when, when it was a Roy Jones fight, and he fought Sam Hill, some boxer. He was a police officer that was boxing. <laughs> and he said, we at HBO have always been known for bringing you the best in boxing, and tonight we bought you crap. <laughs> greatest. The greatest Larry Merchant <laughs> moment of all time. That I, was, was I remember that. That was hilarious. I was like comedy. That was awesome. what, I'm going to end um, our show uh, with a, a quote, one of, our, one of my favorite quotes. And actually, it's the expanded version of, of the uh, quote I actually end the, uh, end the show with every weekend anyway. Yes, sir. And I always end the show with, without any struggle, there's no progress. It was a, a quote by Frederick Douglass. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's very apropos because without any struggle... There really is no progress. And that's what a super student athletes is all about. That's the right. struggle, the progress, and then the greatness. So thank you for listening. Tune in tomorrow from Saturday, 104.7 FM from 6 to 8 p.m. As we bring you more uh, more coverage of the sports, politics, and everything else. Because, man, we got a – actually, one of our, our writers, our senior writer, Mark Bacon, is actually in D.C. for inauguration. So he can give us some updates on what's going on in Trump land. And all that craziness going on, people throwing bricks and burning benches and everything else today. So well, I, I need, to, I need, to, you know, Mark, you know, with, with all his work with National Geographic, I know he was right there in the middle of it. So we'll have to get uh, his kind of his update on some of that craziness. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, like in every show, without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. <laughs>